Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Train and Gain Podcast. I'm John Kioskarigis. If you want to say the Greek side, it's Kioskarigis. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Um, introducing my, my brother here, my other half. I'm John DePaolo. How are you guys doing today? Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us uh, throughout the course of this time. We have a couple of cool topics we're going to discuss with you today. Um, we're going to talk about uh, nutrition tips, um, nutrition tips and supplement tips. Uh, this is a pretty big topic as far as talking to, uh, you know, certain people, uh, whether you get advice from a trainer, you get advice from fitness magazines, whether you're perusing YouTube. Um, but we want to give you a basic idea of how I feel about specific nutrition stuff that I take and stuff that you take. So let's start off with what that. What do you take? Um, I never really it depends. The, the question is like two-sided because if let's say I'm doing contest training, I take a different array of supplements. And if I'm gotcha. doing it every day, I take something different. So if I'm doing everyday person, right? Um, I would take, I wake up in the morning, I got this from you because it really did help me out big time. He listens, I, eh? <laughs> I always listen because this guy has helped me a lot. Um, but I, I wake up first thing and I usually am not that hungry. My appetite's not where it needs to be and I need to kickstart it somehow. So I have uh, one scoop of whey protein isolate. Uh, the isolate is the best kind that I've found for my body. I used to take the other types. Concentrate, uh, calcinate, yeah, exactly. egg protein. They're all good, but they're not as good as whey isolate. Why don't you think they're as good as whey isolate? It's the way they make them. It's the way they make the whole protein fragment. So it's just, I heard that calcinate and concentrate, and this is why pancakes taste so good, high protein pancakes. Especially the ones from my what, Kodiak cakes. Those That's, are amazing. Yeah. yeah. But they always put whey protein concentrate because it's texture. It's a thick base. It's thick. So think about that. Your intestines are trying to absorb something thick that doesn't even know. There's no enzymes in it. It's just just a binder or an agent. That makes sense to me. So it actually breaks down a lot better for your body? You get away with it when you're younger. When you start hitting 35, 36, you look like you need a C-section. Understood. That makes that makes total sense. Um, I I have found it worked out better, and it's funny because even looking in the you know supplements uh, in any nutrition store, like vitamin shop or whatever, right? Um, most of the proteins that I had checked after you told me that, I was surprised that you know what twenty percent had isolate in them. You had to really search for it. You had to look in hard order to find it. It either comes in the form of whey protein hydrolysate or isolate. Anything else, I personally would steer away from. Some people feel different, though. It's a very debatable topic. Like some people say, I can still break down concentrate. More power to you. Keep using it. But this is ideally for the vast majority of people when they hit like 35 or up. I would recommend going away protein isolate. And just like you were saying, if it's if basically if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, if it's something that's Absolutely. working for you, because I know you Keep, say that's for me, it's a lot too. Like, hey, if John, it's broke, working for you. Don't touch it. it. Don't fix it. Don't think about it. Yeah. Just execute it. It's great advice. I mean, it worked for me. And so when I wake up, I take a scoop of whey protein isolate. I mix that with coconut water. I didn't, I didn't really do that when I had first uh, started competing or even in my daily nutrition. I just woke up and have, you know, eggs or um, a bagel or something like this. Or, whatever it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, cereal, something like that. But I noticed for myself that I'm just not as hungry in the morning. And so it kickstarted my metabolism. And I have a very fast metabolism, but even then I needed to kickstart it because it didn't, it didn't make me hungry. 
is I have that one scoop of whey protein isolate. I mix it with coconut water. I drink that really quick. And then I have um, a little bit of orange juice, about what, four to six ounces that you were saying. Yeah. That had done wonders for me. And I mix it with glutamine powder. <coughs> uh, and it really uh, kickstarted my day, uh, really wakes up your mind. And after about an hour or two, I start to get hungry again. Whereas if I wasn't doing that, I, I wouldn't have a lot of, you know, mental clarity. I wouldn't be able to wake up in the way I normally do. I'd still be not hungry till like 11 or 12, you know, uh, in the morning. Which isn't that good. No, it's not good at all. <laughs> um, I always say your body's like a fireplace. Every time I throw a twig in there, boom, boom, boom. What does it do? It ignites more fire, right? So that keeps regulating your metabolism, keeps it firing. And a lot of people don't understand too, one of the most important times to burn fat is at rest. Right. Well, see, also thinking of it that way too, I didn't really realize that as much going through, because I, I even read all these. Your basal metabolic rate, BMR, mm -hmm. the rate of calories you burn at night when you're sleeping, some people don't know. They, they got it really low. They don't train as hard. They don't eat frequent. I'm not saying eat a lot. Eat frequent though. And they, when they lay down, they wake up bloated. Well, that's what you helped me correct too, because yeah. I was doing stuff at night where I would take either, you know, and we're going to speak about this now is casein protein, uh, where it's slow release over the course of your body, but that's not actually true from what you were talking to me about. And it's, I actually started doing the isolate yeah. with a little bit of fats, like peanut butter, uh, mixing that in, and that provided a slow release. Right. I just want to say concentrate. It's, it's not wrong. It's just not optimal. That's all I'm saying. That's so, a great point. So when you're in this industry, you really got one foot in or one foot out. He's got two in, I got two in. So we look at to optimize what we do in the gym. How can we be better the next day? And it all starts with everything on here. <laughs> that's all absolutely true. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Those are bullets. I'm talking about food. Though. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the main point is that optimal, right? To make it optimal. And that it's not wrong to take these other things that are on the market for a reason, right? But it's, to be in your optimal fitness of what you want to be capable of doing in the gym, the vigorousness that you have to go through, or if you are an athlete, you are competing, um, having the isolate is the yeah. best choice that I've noticed for myself as well. Right. Now, it's not wrong to younger guys, 21, 22, 23, right. because they're not seeing nothing that's wrong. They're making progress. Keep going. You don't really notice how optimal it is until you hit, like I said, your mid-30s, because your body rejects it. And you start looking ways to circumvent that, to get around that. How can I keep these gains coming? Strength gains, muscle gains, whatever they are. How can I keep myself performing at an optimal level? Now, right? you got to start thinking outside the box now. It's no longer I go in the gym like I'm on autopilot and start picking up weights. It's not always going to work that way. You're going to walk in. Ah, this hurts. Ah, this tweaks. Ah, this hurts. <laughs> and I guess that's where you get people saying to you, hey, can you help me because I'm stagnant in my workouts and I'm not seeing any gains? Could you also attribute that to having proper nutritional supplements in your body before you work out? Are you talking about they come to me and they, they think their diet's all over the place and how can I rectify that? What exactly? More, more or less of saying I've hit a, I've hit a wall and okay. I'm not seeing my biceps grow anymore. Uh, I've done these workouts and, these, and, and that consistency over time. Do you think it's more of having your proper nutrition in or you think it's aptitude more towards workouts? I think it's everything all combined into one big gift. I think most of the time I find out when they say, hey, my biceps are lacking. Could you help me surpass that plateau? Not a problem. In my brain, when I ask them, so what do you do? What, about, what else have you done? I say to myself, they haven't even seen half of it. I got so much more to give. And we'll talk about that later. Intensity techniques, pre-exhaust, giant sets. Right. You know, you know the deal. 
So I'll find out that their form is number one off. I'll find out that they're not firing off their scapula. I'll find out that they're not eating enough food. I'll find out that when they are eating food, it's all the wrong times. I'm like, dude, if you're not going to eat enough food, you got to at least eat at the right times, right? Something's better than nothing. But you're coming to see me to opt to be optimal, right? To make all of that 100%. So let's see what kind of ideas we could explore together. I got them. Let's see how you execute them. And if you don't fire properly, let's fix it. Now for you, where did you pick up on these types of techniques? Where did you pick up on these? Oh man, all my life. Habits? I'm just doing this all my life. So I was so into it. I'm very open-minded and I still am. I'll look at books. I'll look at people that are reputable authors. Remember Steve Holman from Iron Man? I Crit do. Critical Mass? I, yeah. I highly recommend him. I've read things on, I even started with the Arnold Dictionary, but- That's I still, start, I still like that dictionary just because what- what people don't understand that we were talking about too is that you have to kind of adapt with the times. And I still have always, I base a foundation off of that as far as, hey, I need a certain exercise. What can I do? Let me let me look through this book. It's it's very informative, especially if you're competing. Like a glossary. <laughs> exactly. It's like a glossary that you scan through and it's like, okay, I need this work, I need this work. How can I adapt it to modern times now? What right, can I right, do to right. modern times? Oh man, it's you're talking about retro. It's It's a long time ago. I think a lot of people, it's safe to say, they're more, they're more, they want to be more like that guy that could do a hundred muscle ups, and that's cool. That's that's a respectful exercise. I look at it physiologically, and I really don't know what it does coming from that aspect. It looks like you could tear a rotator cuff muscle. You're constantly in, in internal rotation of the of the scapula of the shoulder, right? But then again, they might be balancing it with other movements too, like external rotation. I don't know, but. I think it's kind of hard. No one really wants to build big muscle no more. A lot but, of the aesthetics are in now, especially in the sport. They're coming back, which is why it drew me back because of the classic physique. I respect that more. I remember when I was 23, my physique, I had like a 26, 27 inch waist. Well, it's appealing. It's sexy. You know, it's, I feel like there's, a there's, a, there's a, a, a good look to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I liked that look more than when I put on like 20 pounds of muscle on top of that. It's not that I dislike how I walk around. I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing what I do if I felt otherwise. But when I remember me at 23, 24, I was like that in between. It looked like a male model. They, they could see me as a, I'm not a bodybuilder, but they might look at me as a bodybuilder. I was stuck in between. That was perfect. I was more agile, more pliable. And I was big. Now I'm just really big. <laughs> <laughs> and I can move though. <laughs> no, you Make are. no mistake. I can move. You're definitely a fast guy and more agile. I mean, I want to go back to also explosive, talking about, I've seen you even on the track too. And I kind of, I don't know, I've never lost a race yet. That's a, not, not an open challenge, but. Uh. That's why we have to have a challenge. <laughs> That's and where I'm we're going to have for a that challenge. invitation. I threw my hallmark out there. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> now I want to go back to talking about why is the glutamine and the orange juice important in the morning? Because I remember you were telling me to do this and I had seen the benefits on mine, but I want you to explain a little bit on why. You ever heard of intestinal flora, John? No. Never heard of that. Okay, intestinal flora is basically good and bad bacteria. So a lot of people over the years, they start losing the enzymes, the ability to break down food the way they used to do it. Uh, we had something called hydrochloric acid in us, right? That goes very low the older we get. For those who don't know what hydrochloric acid does, HCL, sorry, HCA, it activates various enzymes in your body, your stomach. It tells them to flurry up to the system and break down substrates. Well, food into substrates. That's what it does. Glutamine, first thing in the morning, 
it's got a couple of good advantages. Number one, it replaces friendly bacteria. Once you replace that, your body produces more hydrochloric acid. What does that do? Knocks on the door and goes, can I get some more enzymes to break down some foods? It's an interesting process. Secondly, what I like about it, it, it kind of holds water in between your muscle and your skin, which gives you a little bit of a volume, volumized look because it's a cell volumizer. And that's what you were saying. It kind of provides even, it gives you more of like a pump before you go into the gym. No, no, no. It gives you a pump the minute you start executing, right? Because it, it kind of holds water in between your cell. That's why it's cell volumizing effect. That means it draws water, which is a bad thing too. Intracellular from your body. We have internal water, right? It pulls it out and it goes, okay, he's going to do curls. Let's shove it right there in his bicep and give him a big, small bicep. It does that too. Um, what else can I say about it? I could say people who love cabbage juice, very high in glutamine. And it's a natural way to get that in there too. I personally don't like cabbage juice. I've never tried it before. No? You <laughs> no. want to hear something interesting about glutamine? Yeah. They used to call it vitamin U back in the day. Why was that? <laughs> no one knows about this. At least not many. It's this stand, is interesting for me too. It's standing for ulcers, vitamin U. They used to give it to um, patients that had severe stomach ulcers, and they used to inject it into them intravenously. They would heal them. You see that? I had not known that either, because anytime I've Look taken up. glutamine myself, <laughs> I, I, I definitely will. They even gave it to burnt victims topically. Wow. They isolated it somehow in like a sublingual base. And they just, you know, it goes right through your skin, transdermal, and people feel better. Yeah, because glutamine is such a powerful um, amino acid, right? And it's, it's uh, we can get it from other sources as well. As, yes. You don't have to use powder and, and that kind of stuff. You can get it from food. Cabbage juice, <clears throat> very high. And I've always used it, you know, either after my workout or during my workout to promote that recovery and help flow uh, through my joints to make it more lubricated. Is that a good, accurate statement to say? Uh, I think anything that puts provides water between the skin and the muscle will be a good buffer via your word, lubricant, mm -hmm. right? I don't think it's it's the end or be all, but it helps. Yeah. It helps. I place my trust more on L-leucine. That's an amino acid to look at. I place my trust in there because I'm a little bit older than most people out there. So I have something in my body. It's called, we all have it, mTOR. We spoke about that yesterday, I think. That is a great topic to segue into because uh, I was super interested in this. Because I, these are little tips that I, if not just not knowing John, right? But I had pried his brain because I came to him and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing another show again. And I said, what can I do to maximize my potential? And then we started talking about different topics. And these little tiny tweaks really helped so far. You know, the uh, glutamine in the morning. Uh, with the orange juice, the coconut water with whey protein isolate, the mm. peanut butter, At mixing night. that with isolate before I go to sleep, just At one night. scoop. Yeah. And these tiny little tips, I was always all about putting BCAAs before I go to sleep, which also really helped and worked for my body. But this really gave me the nutrients I needed. Why do you think it's optimizing it more? Because what's in those BCAAs, I mean, they worked, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they still, still work. do work. Still yeah. work. But it's that one amino acid. Out of those three, leucine. Yeah. You take that, maybe four or five more capsules. You're not overdosing. We're not drug addicts. They're amino acids. You, you take them every day. You don't realize it. Those who don't know, you eat a piece of chicken, grilled chicken, steak, it's protein. It's all protein. What do you think it converts to in your body? Amino acids. Yeah. So people will look at me back and they, are you on steroids? I says, why do you say that? 
That bottle looks familiar. So what? Do you take steroids? Why does it look familiar to you? No, they're amino acids. Oh, I don't. I do things naturally. This guy doesn't even know. You, you're eating amino acids when you eat natural chicken, steak. Well, we need the goal is to get the 20 amino acids in our body, right? Sorry, sometimes people make me laugh. It yes. happens all the time. Yeah. But that's the goal is to maximize that for especially for an athlete or a bodybuilder because you want to maximize your potential. Optimize. And you yeah. get the leucine, the isoleucine, the valine from all those building blocks with BCAAs. Correct. And yeah, you know, these are naturally uh, natural supplements that you can take. You can you eat them on a daily basis, as John was saying. But when you activate something called mTOR, can you explain that? First, I want to say one more thing. I yeah. Want to be clear on one more thing. When he talks about amino acids, remember, there's non-essential and there's essential. Some people don't know what that means. That's a very good point. Right? So essential amino acids, meaning you essentially must obtain them from an outside source. Because your internal amino acid pool, he has it, I have it, the people between the walls somewhere have it. Everybody has that. Non-essential amino acids you don't need because your body naturally produces it. I believe, is that, isn't it 11? That you naturally produce? There's 11 that you naturally produce. I believe there's nine or 10 that you don't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I always get that number up by one. It's always- 20 it, or 21 I feel like, devices. well, that's another thing that, you know, I feel like changes when you get more scientific evidence and as years go by and that kind of stuff. You know what it is too, real quick? When you, pace, when you place all your potential and your, 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 your confidence, and maybe four or five amino acids, mm -hmm. forget about the other 16. Leucine's important to me. Glutamine, isoleucine, valine. Arginine, no, they're important to me. Like all the other things, they they not that important. I found even when I was training um, for shows that taking just the pure source of arginine, you know, it makes your body tingle a little bit. It's it's very very powerful when you pour it in, mm. uh, like water or something like that. But I I felt like it provided that boost, which is in stuff that used to be like super pump and and all those pre workouts. They have the yeah. arginine, but taking it from the purest source, I felt like really activated something different in me and make it make it more potent yeah they actually put that in viagra people don't know about that <laughs> there you it's, go. Um, it's it's nitric oxide so nitric oxide it um dilates the vessel the cell and while it pushes more blood in there when you dilate it, it kind of keeps blood in the muscle longer and you, you walk around with a, with a really good pump but there's a disadvantage to that i don't know it too too well i don't look into it that much but someone told me it could be bad for your heart too too much nitric oxide that i for sure can see happening just because your, your body you're does, dilating a cell yeah and your vessel, body does feel that sensation you feel it almost instantly if your heart's not getting if your heart's getting an inadequate supply of blood flow you're walking around like this right right makes sense it absolutely makes sense can i tell you one more thing on that yeah absolutely yeah if definitely people want to get a good pump try beet juice Beet juice. I never ate beets. My mother always put them in my face. Eh. I hated beets as a kid. It looked like a. It looked like a fucking that. organ. <laughs> a fucking organ. I stood away from it. I said, if if we're gonna do beets, you're gonna put them in a blender and mash them up real quick. So people always tell me it's a good blood purifier. It's a natural source of nitric oxide, and that's what leads to better pumps. So I took it a step further one day. I knew I wasn't gonna have a heart attack like they say. I had a glass of beet juice with. With five grams of arginine powder, I really got a good pump. Brother, skin tearing pumps. Wow. I, I remember see, I that love because I thought I love there was something kind. wrong with me. I was like, this is, this is not a normal pump I would get. And your veins get thicker too. 
It looks disgusting to girls. But when you're training and you don't get a pump like this, like normally, it's, it's fascinating. It's a good feeling. That's actually a good tip that I might take on and use because I love beet juice. Uh, yeah, I love beets. They've always, <laughs> yeah, they've always made me uh, like, it's one of the vegetables that I had always as a kid growing up and I didn't like it then. Now as an adult, I like it a lot. So I don't like vegetables either. My mom would see your vegetables and I would, when she'd walk away, stick them in a plastic cup and throw napkins over there to masquerade it. Okay, mom, I'm done with my vegetables. Yeah. Like, why are you putting, give me a cup though? They were in a dish. I just, Speedy Gonzalez. Wasn't it always like that? I feel like for every kid, it's like, you better eat your vegetables, have your greens. Why are your, why is your broccoli still on your plate? And it's kind of like, you don't appreciate those things until you really need them in your body and you see how beneficial they are. I think they associate that with Popeye, your parents. Want to make you big and strong. The spinach. spinach. Yeah. He did have big arms though. Huge forearms. (laughs) They look like billy clubs. (laughs) They did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to get back to talking about mTOR now. Can you explain that and what is it? Why is it beneficial? It's an anabolic pathway through the human body that actually ignites uh, a positive nitrogen balance in your body. Well, they call it protein synthesis, right? So when you get older, mTOR, people become anabolically resistant. When they become resistant, that pathway, it's kind of like a car. The best way I can explain it, a little older car, right? It's in the cold. It's 20 degrees. The guy goes in the car. I got to go to work. Turns ignition. Sometimes the car don't start. He's got to keep revving the engine. And eventually it starts up though. You understand? Yeah. Because you were saying which benefited is that you, you take something like a BCAAs before you have a meal or with a meal yeah. and, it, and it accentuates what that protein is going to be doing inside your body, right? To, yes. ma- to maximize muscle growth. Yes. Not so much. BCAA, or if it is BCAA, say a serving size is four capsules, and I look at leucine. How much leucine's yeah. in there, though? One gram. Oh, interesting. I need about three grams, so I'll take eight capsules, or I'll just go buy pure leucine. That's the one you're chasing after anyway. I'll take that five minutes before I have an animal protein. And what that does is it activates the mTOR or the anabolic protein synthesis within your body and allows your body to assimilate not just digest, ingest it, assimilate it. Now, why leucine out of all those three, the leucine, the isoleucine, the valine, why leucine? This is just a direct connection between leucine and and protein synthesis. Like Mm. I said, we don't synthesize protein when we get older. So we look for ways, again, to navigate around that. And leucine's been reported. Just look up Dr. Gabrielle Lyons. Sorry, Gabriella Lyons. Amazing. Amazing Mm. woman. Everything that she that I've learned from her and other reputable doctors, reputable, it's not bro science. That's how I learned it, bro. That's a very good point too, is that there's a difference between hearing someone that looks a certain way saying, hey, this, I take this and this and this, yeah. you should do it too. But I always have looked at it is that your body's not the same as mine. We're, we don't have the same DNA, okay? Correct, correct. And everyone's body's going to react differently. You may have a slow metabolism. I may have a really fast one. How is that? How is your specifics going to work for my specifics? True. It makes no sense. True. You know, but breaking down protein synthesis for the person that wants to understand that, that doesn't know what that means. What does that mean? How do you break that down for someone like that? Very simple. Protein synthesis is just your body's ability to utilize protein. So if I give Johnny Boy here a steak, right? John's maybe, let's say he's 55 and I give him a steak. And he's still in that mindset. I still, my body can still break this down. And he's, he, he, his body ingests it because he's, he's got teeth. He's going to chew. 
But it sits there like this where he's bloated all day long, right? He's bloated. Your body has no ability to synthesize the protein. So it's just the rate of ability of how you absorb protein. Very simple. When you're younger, your body, much like anything else, it could, it could take more. It could take more. When you get older, you lose certain things in the body. You lose starts- enzymes. You, your hormonal scale goes. <laughs> <laughs> plummets. That's, that's always the one that no, uh, nobody ever wants to hear, but it does but, happen, right? But if, you, you're, there if, if you're smart and you know how to go around that, bro, it doesn't necessarily have to happen. That makes sense. That's that why they sense. say age is a number because it's an option. What are you going to do? What are you going to be open to learn how to do? You might have to change your whole program design. Some people are very stubborn. I was about this is what I always did. You just took I, the words out of my mouth. You have to, you got to improvise your program design. You're older. That's where that stubborn mentality comes in. I feel for uh, people, even as you get older by, you know, four or five years, you're like, oh, I can still do and want to do the same diets as I had when I was, you know, I don't know, 20 or something like that. Could be ego. And you, could yeah. Be, and and it doesn't work that way because your body is always adapting and always changing. And so would you recommend always having a different supplements and supplement line for yourself as you progress through age? You're talking about me in particular? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, can you talk about how your supplements are? Like, what do you normally have as a, as like a, your morning routine? As an athlete. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Glutamine is a big part of my morning. That's the first thing I do. I mix that with a little orange juice or apple juice, and I do that for a slight insulin spike. It's not the greatest thing to spike your insulin early in the morning, but because my metabolism is that much faster, I, you know, some people get away with it. Um, glutamine is an essential. I take NAC. Do you know what NAC is? I don't. What is that? N-acetylcysteine. So it's a precursor to glutathione. And a lot of people in Hollywood know what that is. Glutathione comes in an injectable form from Italy, it actually has tremendous anti-aging effects. Bro, it reverses liver damage 100%. So I take NAC just to keep my liver function optimally, right? I take vitamin E. I take vitamin D, especially now in the winter, knowing you're not going to be subjected to much sun. Mm. Vitamin D actually regulates your sleep. You probably didn't know that, did you? I didn't. I also do take the multivitamins uh, each day as well. But not, it, not enough D. But there, it doesn't bro. have enough D is what you're you saying. Take yeah, an extra exactly. vitamin D. So I take that. I take vitamin E from mixed tocopherols. That's just different tocopherols. Well, I was going to say, especially being on the East Coast where it's like you, you, you get a lot of uh, dark clouds and rain oh, and man. cold weather. And if, you're in, if you're in LA, it's okay. Sometimes- you, can, uh, you can go out in the sunshine. And sometimes dark people too. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. But can't avoid all that, right? Yeah. But um, I take vitamin C, I take E, I take D, I take glutamine, I take NAC, and I just take leucine, man. That's it. Once right, in man. a blue, I play around with a protein drink. Depends what I'm doing. Like today, we're doing this. So that's gonna be my saving grace. It's a, enough protein to maintain my muscles. I go about one about a gram per pound, so you guys know. I'm 200 pounds flat on the diet. That's about average for what they recommend, right? Or is it's about a pound per body weight or 0.5 pounds for the average person, you know, a pound I, per athlete? I love to talk to the people who make these numbers and ask them, how did you like configure it? How'd you configure that? I'm curious. I will say this though. It's been a myth that's going around. They say that, you know, once you establish your body and build your foundation, you don't got to work out as hard no more. You don't need muscle mass no more. Uh, you don't got to train hard no more. Well, your muscles have that memory, but they don't have, you still need to hit them. You still need to go there and activate. Right. But my point 
being when we get older, people don't understand. It's the opposite. You need more protein. I found this out through Gabrielle Lines. Because if your body becomes resistant to anabolic, to, to proteins, protein fragments, would it make sense? I got to take more of them. It does make a lot of sense. Yes. And does this, does, this, does this make sense too? Muscle mass protects joints and tissues underneath here. So when the more muscle mass you have, it'll protect your joints from getting arthritis, from feeling pain, right? Yep. So isn't that going to deteriorate as we get older? So we got to work harder. It's just the opposite. I'll use me real quick as, as an example. I'm testament to the fact I got arthritis here. I got arthritis here. Can I move very quick, like Donkey Kong, those who know him, very quick. He's definitely- Yes, I could move really, really, really quick because I kept up with this stuff. I kept up with this shit. It's not easy. It's a great analogy because structurally- Well, I'm built, they, they call me a silverback, yeah, so that's, that's what the, the best looking one I could think of. kind of look Kong. like it, but in a very commendable way. I mean, you yes, have like the structure of him and he's, he's, he's got his muscles. Thank you. I could probably move quicker than him, actually. Probably. Trying to get See, to, I'm trying to get to Cubert. You can climb the ladders <laughs> really fast. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's it's an option. So I realize you have to work out harder. You have to do that because the muscle mass protects all these things. It's like uh, it's like shoulder pads when you go play football, right? Yeah, definitely. And also, just segueing into that and talking about nutrition and supplements, what do you feel like has had the best success for you? Is it I know there's so much knowledge out there and, and people can read from all angles, uh, but if someone's trying to get into this and they're saying, oh, I'm so confused, there's so much information out there, what is truthful? How do I know what to believe? How do I know what's going to be best for me? How would you assess them initially when they're saying, hey, John, I, I don't know what to do about my supplementation regimen because I've tried this and I think it works. I've tried that and I think it works. I've done some research here and there, but there's so much information out there right. that's clouding my judgment. What's clouding your judgment in particular is what I would ask him. Let's say someone's going in and you have uh, just the average Joe gotcha. that walks in and says, hey, I, I feel good progress with my workouts. I want to now maximize that. What what things can I take to help me either lose weight or gain muscle? We'll go with lose weight first. Well, the first thing I would do since I correlate muscle mass with losing weight, since bigger muscles expend more calories, I would get him something that could optimize breaking down protein more sufficient to make sure he's optimally digesting more protein to get him a little stronger and bigger. Probably get him some enzymes, maybe something called protease. You guys know what that is? It's one of several enzymes that breaks down protein. So look at the prefix, protease, pro-protein. That's, that's the connection I make. Yep. Okay, so I would get him some kind of enzyme for that. I would also, I'd also look at what he does, man. You find a lot of flaws when people think they got the perfect layout because they're younger and they're just responding to whatever it is, but they don't feel like they're doing it optimally. That's where I come in. I look, I read it, I see what they're doing, and there's a problem here. I might give them a supplement to facilitate that process. If the rep ranges are off, I might maybe manipulate the rep ranges a little bit. I might give them explosive movements. It, it depends on what's in front of me. I don't know what I'm, what's in front of me. There's so many, there's so many factors involved. And plus, when you take it serious and do it correctly, right. there's a lot of factors involved. And I guess the best piece of advice is what you're saying is that just ask ask honestly, you know, about yourself, about where you want to accomplish and what you want yeah. to be. 
and you'll you'll be able to get the correct answers instead of saying, "Hey, you know, you look great. What do you do? I'm going to do the same thing." Right. Which doesn't work. Well, they should never go. You should never go to a guy really big. There's exceptions, right? But you should never just go to a guy and go, "Wow, he looks like he knows what he's doing." And you ask him, "This guy might not know what he's doing. He might be on some harsh chemicals. He um he might just be lifting weights. And what happens to work for him? Apparently, he's worked for him." Um, I'll recapitulate what you just said. I'm me. You're me. He's him. She's her. It doesn't all work the same, bro. It's, in, it's called individualistic. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone's an individual and they're built differently and they respond differently. I feel like that's a great thing too, is that they all respond differently. Because when people would come to me and I got to a point where back when I was training people, it was more, I needed, I needed someone with an athlete mentality that had the goal because I knew that whatever I was going to ask of them, they would be able to do and respond. Of course. And when I would get someone, let's say he was training for, uh, you know, a show or like a film and I had, uh, I got a female fitness competitor that I was helping train. I remember the story. Yeah. And she was, she was great and she was fantastic and doing everything that was, that was Told you. Uh, asked of her, but I really had to assess the person and what they're capable of doing and right. saying, okay, Maybe let's try, um, let's try glutamine for you and see how you feel with this. You know, there are scientific facts proven with it. I don't know how it's going to respond to you, brother. You let me know how you're feeling within a couple of days. How did it respond? Do you remember? It, it responded really well. She actually had gain, she had more gains. She lost a lot more of her weight. She was getting wow. into shape. Um, but it, I mean, it goes to, <laughs> thank you. It goes to a point where I didn't know for myself if something was going to work because I had tried it, but I said, okay. I don't know if this is going to work for you. Let me right. be honest and say to you, I've done this. I've seen results and I've, I've seen proven scientific fact of certain things. Your body may not respond the same way. Yeah. And it did. But my point is, is that anyone asking for any type of advice when it comes to personal training or nutrition supplements, it's always best to just ask the same, ask the same questions on what you want to be and where you want to get to. And then the other person reciprocating an honest response back and saying, okay, this is what I've seen work. Let's see what happens if I do it with you. Instead of saying, this is what's done. This is going to work and how it works because I know I've done it myself. Correct. How do I know? It may not work for you. Correct. And then you can adjust from there. Yeah. Uh, to solidify John's point, the only dumb question is no question. So kind of like what he was also saying, you got to be honest with yourself before you're honest with someone else. So if I don't know really what you want to do, and I don't know your limitations and you, may, you might, not saying you are, you might be shy to bring it up or something's bothering you or deterring you from bringing it up. Just bring it up, man. Bring it up. When you go to the mechanic, tell them everything you hear in the car. Don't be shy. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just fix the problem. You know, and fix the problem. I just feel like in society now, it's, it's just bringing this point full circle is the fact of, you do have factual evidence here in one hand, and then Absolutely. you have your own your own mind in the other hand. And I feel like you have to sort of marry those two points rather than trying to stick with one or the other. Yeah. And being honest with yourself and your, your and your body, and saying, "Hey, if someone comes to you and they are you know fifty five and older, and like, hey, John, you know, I was a beast. I won multiple competitions when I was younger. I want to get back to that point." Again, yeah, yeah. can I, you, can I just, can I, I feel like I know what I'm doing and I know that I believe and I trust your training. 
how can you help me? And you probably have to tell them, well, you can't really train that way anymore. You have to adapt to how your body is now. You have to maybe take certain supplements now that you need for your body yeah, at this age. never took before, correct. First off, I would really respect the person that that age coming to me. I would. So a lot of people that I talk to in their 40s, 50s, 60s, it's always, I feel like, personally, this is what I feel like. It's always an excuse. <laughs> That's what I feel like. So when I hear someone 55, way past the age of people that say these things, goes, I want to get back to where I was. When I, me personally, John, was the influencer to do that, or I perpetuated that in a positive way, or he just came up with that thought. It shows me self-respect for himself. It shows me ambition. It shows me he's got insight or foresight, what he sees ahead of him that he's seen maybe 10 years ago. Whatever perpetuated it, not here, to, not here or there. The fact that he wants to do that, I want to take that journey with him. And that's kind of breaking it down for us uh, as far as just nutrition tips, supplement tips. Um, we hit our points on talking about what that means for for each individual. And I guess the, uh, to sum it up is that if you're if you're honest with yourself and you want to maintain progress and want to grow and want to learn, keep an open mind with it. Don't always listen to the first or second thing that you might hear you know do a little bit of research and then see if the person that you're training with or the person that you're asking for advice if that sequentially lines up and if it doesn't you know you do a process of elimination and, and work from there or ask me on instagram unique underscore physique 23 anytime definitely there's a I lot of answering questions it, it, it's it's yeah. very true and I we we want to hear all the questions from you guys in our comment section uh below and definitely give us a like or a subscribe on Training Gain Podcast. I am John Kioskarigis. You can follow me at Instagram, John underscore Kioskarigis. And um, definitely uh, let us know what you think. You know, if, if we have any questions that we're able to help answer, we'll give you an honest response. And it's something that we both care about. It's coming from the heart and coming from experience that we have been through ourselves. And uh, we, we kind of like to preach that coming from coming from that place. So. That's the most important part, real quick. What he just said is it comes from experience. Absolutely. That's who you want to ask. Thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, we hope to see you next week. We're going to keep this uh, topic rolling in a lot more ways. And uh, I hope you all uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. We love you. How are we going?